Hi, this is Jimmy Evans with Marriage Today. This podcast is dedicated to equipping families with the teaching and tools they need to succeed. We hope you enjoy this episode and subscribe for more marriage building content. Welcome to Marriage Today. I'm Jimmy Evans. I want to welcome you to a very special program because we're talking about our differences and making our differences dynamic rather than being dangerous. In many marriages, you know, we're different by God's design. It's, you're just not gonna marry a person just like you. If you marry a normal man, a normal woman, they're just different. You wanna be compatible, and that means that you share the same values and character and beliefs in God and things like that. So compatibility is important. But even when you're compatible, you're still very different. And early in our marriage, Karen and I, we just simply did not understand that we were different by God's design. I thought Karen was the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen and the weirdest woman I'd ever seen. And I told her that. I rejected her, I shamed her, she rejected me. And we fought like cats and dogs because we simply didn't understand. We both had strengths that we brought brought into the relationship and that they were different. Karen's number one strength in marriage is my number 34. We're talking about a strengths-based marriage. There are 34 strengths possible. We don't have 34 strengths, but there's 34 possible. And what that means is you marry someone very different than you. God wired you that way to marry someone different than you. And it means they have different strengths. And when you bring your strengths together, it makes a strong marriage. But when you reject each other and judge each other the way that we did early in our marriage, it makes a very dangerous scenario. So we wanna talk to you in this program today about how you can understand your strengths, how you can share your strengths in marriage and respect those and have the marriage of your dreams. Today I want to share with you an incredible revelation that I wish we had years ago. Karen and I recently completed our Clifton Strength Finder assessment with strength coach Alan Kelsey, and here's what we discovered. So Jimmy, let's talk about yours. Your number one is Achiever. And for people with Achiever, their desire is just to get things done. They make lists of things. They love to check things off their list and move on. Does that resonate with you in some way? Oh yeah, I'm, I, I love to wake up in the morning with a sense of what I'm gonna get accomplished, not just for that morning, but future, futuristically also. And it gives me a, a great amount of satisfaction to know that I'm checking So you literally wake up and you automatically have a sense of what's going to be done on that day and what you're going to try to get done. Oh, yeah. Does that happen for you, Karen? I don't do that. Do you think that way? (laughs) No. (laughs) And I've just learned, okay, he's going to have to get this done. Like when we moved into a new house, he's got to get everything done right then, right away. And I mean, like, da-da-da-da. I mean, I haven't even unpacked my last box, and he's already got all the workmen scheduled for when they need to come in and get it out. Okay. okay, do we have to do it so fast? <laughs> yes, we need to get this done right now. <laughs> yeah. And I know it frustrates you sometimes, but... Because I need to process. Mm, you know, yeah. sometimes I just need that process of, wait, I need to know how this is going to really look, how this is going to affect the whole thing. And, uh, mm-hmm. But when you, when you see our top strength side by side that I'm an achiever, Karen's empathy, it's a good match because I am a get-it-done guy. Yeah. But sometimes I can be insensitive. And sometimes I'm not even in touch with my own feelings. And so one of the things that Karen has done to balance my achiever yes. is to help me feel. And to sometimes know I'm going too fast, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing too much. 
Yeah. And I kind of need to ratchet that back, but I am an achiever. All right, so your number two strength is self-assurance. Mm-hmm. And people with this ability, this God-given natural ability, just have a sense of confidence about what they believe in. And they intuitively understand that this approach that they've developed is going to bring the correct outcome. And it very often does. So how has that served you? Or how have you seen that in the way that you use it? Well, when, when I was younger, I think I was cocky. Huh. And I felt uh confident. I never sure. felt a lack of confidence in any situation. And and I had insecurities, but it was more related to uh, things I'd been through in life, you know, mm-hmm. and things like that. But related to, can I do that? Always felt very self-assured. Yeah. And, and I would say today, I feel self-assured that God, you know, that, that, you know, the Lord's presence in my life, his call on my life, so on yeah. and so forth, that because of God, not because of me in a humanistic way, I feel confident that, that I can do whatever I need yeah. to do. I love self-assurance because it, it, people who have it are such, they're, they're so convinced about the good that they're involved with that it becomes very compelling and easy to follow. Right. So uh, it gives me a sense of confidence to follow yeah. those things. So number three on the list is command. And people <coughs> with command have a natural tendency to make good decisions. They love to be the decision maker. And they have this, ability to bring structure and order to things in a way that facilitates advancement in some way. Have you used that or seen that in your family structure maybe? Oh yeah. Early in our marriage, I was dominant. Mm -hmm. And so I would, uh, the command was dominance. You know, I just ruled the roost. (laughs) And today I'm command, but I include Karen and Mm -hmm. I I make good decisions together with her. But yeah, I, I feel like that I can make good decisions again with the Lord, right. you know, with prayer and with, you know, consulting God, consulting Karen and whatever. I, I believe I can make good decisions, but I've never had a fear of decision making. Mm. I've never had a fear of being the the, the top guy yeah. that was responsible. Yeah, I love command because for me, people with command have this um, this draw. They're they're drawn to the the scary decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, and most of us don't have the confidence to be bold enough to say, "I'll take that." I'll be the guy who makes the yes or the no when all of that is on it. And uh, and so I'm grateful for folks that, that have well, that ability. I read the story of David and Goliath, and I think to myself, I would attack Goliath. That's, do you really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I relate to that. <laughs> I, I, I see that as, sure. Yeah. yeah but that, I think that's part of the, the strength. Yeah. I, I mean, as long as it's not just stupidity. Sure. You know, of trying to do something you can't do. But, but for people who don't have it, um, you know, to understand a person, it's not, uh, it's not cockiness. Mm. It's just a, a sense of who I am in God. Yeah. And I can do that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So it's followed up by number four, which is relator. And this one I find fascinating because you've got this theme going of these really good task oriented executing kind of activities. And then there's this turn and it becomes so relational immediately at number four and it's relator. And so people with Relator are just genuinely, naturally fantastic at relationships. And I think that can be, um, that can be attractive to people like me who don't have it. And I'm, I'm drawn to you. I want to be a friend of yours because you're so naturally good at it. So where, where have you seen this play out in your life? I like people. I mean, I've always been able to get along with people. And I mean, I genuinely like people. Mm. And um, so, and I like, and, and, and honestly, the way I feel about Alan, I see good in people. Uh, you know, I see good in bad people. 
And wow. so the when I see, and I really believe it's a God-given thing, yeah. is I like people. Um, uh, now, I don't like a lot of deep relationships mm. because the, the Karen likes that. But uh, but I like knowing people and yeah. being friends with people. Yeah. yeah, One of the side effects of having Relator is I understand that people with Relator need transparency. And it's kind of a two-way street. You need to be able to be transparent in some format. And you need transparency from other people. And because this is a currency that you trade with quite a bit, your ability to sniff out transparency is really, really pretty finely too. Absolutely. And so if someone comes and is kind of posing or fronting, you can pick that up pretty quick and yeah. it can even put a little distance between you and that person. Oh, yeah. If you're nervous Ab- absolutely. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very keen on that. I don't have time for it. Huh. And, and I don't trust people like that. Ah. If I feel like you're insincere, uh, or that you have an agenda or something, I just kind of do this. You get a little distance right there. It makes it yeah, safer. But the, but the people that I enjoy relating to are just real people. Yeah. You know, and Karen's the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so the last one is learner on your top five. And people with learner, obviously, it's just what the word says. You just love to learn. You're, you have this insatiable curiosity. You love to gather new facts. And I have it too. And so what I've discovered is this, this quirky thing side effect of having learner is that I love to tell what I know. And sometimes these random facts are just totally random and they're useless to anybody else. I feel compelled to share them with people. (laughs) My poor wife has to deal with me splurting these crazy random facts on her and she just looks at me so patiently like, okay, thank you for telling me. I think. I love to learn and I love, uh, when I was in school, I was ADD. Uh, Mm. I was not a good learner in a structured environment. Uh, just simply because I, it was hard for me to pay attention. But uh, I love to get by myself, and I love to read books, and I love to gather information, and I love to... Um, and part of part of what I enjoy doing is taking chaos or something complicated and making it simple mm. in order. So I love to, just like marriage, you know, teaching on marriage, I love to take things that are not understood and to understand them and to organize them and help other people understand mm, it. To tell that, about that's it. one of the greatest passions of my life. <laughs> this list of strengths that we have, there's 34 of them on there. And they range from the ones that are strongest in the upper register to the ones that have the least influence or power in your life toward the bottom of the, of the list. And what's so fascinating about the pair of you is, honestly, if you guys had come to me for some marriage counseling before you got married, I would have had to take a long pause before I would say, I think it's a good idea that you get married. Because really, you're about as opposite as you could get. I mean, really, what's interesting to you or what you find motivating as an individual, Jimmy? I mean, Karen's, that's that's the least interesting thing to you, Karen. So as an achiever, you love to get things done. When you're interacting with her, she's displaying this this unintentional perspective that says, I'm kind of not interested in getting a lot of stuff done. Did, when you saw that, did that rub you wrong, or how did you deal with that difference? Well, early in our marriage, I shamed it. I mean, I rejected it, oh, and I wow. would just shame her. And it was like, you're, you're just kind of like a deadbeat. You know, you, mm. you just want to feel and talk, and, you know, and I want to change the world and get all yeah. this stuff done. And But I'm, I'm thankful for it because she keeps me normal. Mm. Because without her... I would do too much. I would not be domestically centered. I wouldn't have been, my heart would not have been turned toward my children. Yeah. You know, I would have been one of those guys that just went out and built a big company and made money and brought it home to a miserable family. Mm. But Karen, Karen 
tethered me mm. uh, emotionally to the home. And when we first got married, I mean, we both rejected each other. We both thought the, the other person was damaged. But today we see, and this is what I love about <coughs> the book that we wrote, Alan, yeah. and about helping people understand their strengths. It's a strength. Yes. Her, her uh, empathy and her developer and all these other things, these are strengths that she brings to our home. I look at how different we are, and I look at it from the past and say it, it was a killer to yeah. be so different. I look at it today and say, if we it, this book that we've written and, and all that we're doing, if someone would have handed us a book before this book before we got married, and helped us to understand our top five strengths, it would have transformed wow. our marriage. It would have kept us from years of, of misunderstanding, arguments, whatever. Because today, when I look at Karen through this prism, yes, and I'm looking at her strengths, I'm saying, "Wow, what an incredible woman." Mm. What a what a great partner to have. Back then, I didn't understand that, so I just thought she's weird, mm. you know. And she's thought the same about me. So I I believe that the the differences that we have actually make our marriages stronger when we understand them and embrace them. Yeah. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this program today. And the purpose of this program and this series of programs that we're doing on strengths based marriage is to help you to understand that you can have the marriage of your dreams, but you need to understand each other. What I love about the Clifton Strength Finder, the 34 strengths that Alan has been talking about in the interview today, you know, you see how Karen and I have such different strengths, but we make a great team. Early in marriage, we didn't understand that. We fought like cats and dogs. We rejected each other. We shamed each other. And for us, marriage was not a healing journey the way that God intended. It was a very damaging journey. We, we were damaging each other because we rejected each other. Today, we're very, very different people, but it's so wonderful when something happens, when Karen does something or I do something, rather than seeing that as a weakness and judging it and rejecting it, I look at Karen doing something and I realize that's her strength. She's very different than me and thank God in the areas that I'm weak, she's strong. And yeah, we share some things in common. That, that's a good thing. But there are many areas of our lives that are very different. And, and we now understand that. And we can live in a happy, strong marriage. And that's what we want for you. That's why Alan and I wrote the book, Strengths-Based Marriage. That's why we're doing this series of programs, is to help you to come to an understanding, a better understanding, that God made marriage in such a way that he brings two beautiful, wonderful, unique people together in a marriage where we share our strengths together. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and we wanna let you know about another marriage podcast with Dave and Ashley Willis called Naked Marriage, where they talk about real and raw marriage topics like sex, communication, openness, and more in a fun, lighthearted atmosphere. Search for Naked Marriage with Dave and Ashley Willis in iTunes and start listening today.